Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Praise God and glory be to the Lamb of God. The songwriter agrees with the scripture that says that let us with a glass on mind praise the Lord for he is good. For his mercy shall endure ever faithful, ever sure. This is your brother and friend, Pastor Hansen Metal, welcoming you to today's edition of Bible Platform. We're going to study the word of God. We're going to draw inspiration and we're going to be empowered as we walk in the path that Christ has carved for us. I believe that the living God will equip you to stand strong and tall in your faith and in your service to Christ as you continue to link up with me on this medium. Let's say a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we glorify your awesome name for your loving kindness and for your mercy that has brought us this far. Help us, Holy Spirit. To receive your word and live the life of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We go right now to the word of God. And our topic for today is seeking God with diligence. Seeking God with diligence. Now, there's a reason why so much abuse and misuse of the name of Jesus Christ is going on. I mean... People are using the name of Jesus Christ to exploit ignorant Christians. And one of the many reasons is that there is lack of diligent seeking for God or after God in our lives. What I want to say to all of us today is that we need to know the reason why we believe what we believe. And ultimately, that will take us into doing the right thing or what we ought to do. To the glory of God. If you go to the hospital, you have a reason for going there. You believe, even though you do not even know the medical staff, you place your life in their hands. You go there by faith, believing in people you don't know, placing your life in their hands. If they give you poison and you do not even know that it has nothing to do with your well being, you might end up taking it. Ignorance will drive you that far. And so you cannot. And I cannot worship a God we do not know. That is what makes Christianity very unique. Our God is not an abstract. Our God is not an object. Our God is a subject. And our God is real. And if you want to know him, you can know him. If you want to know the truth and do the right, then beloved brother and sister, the first step is to seek for both. That is the truth and the right. Diligently. Diligently. When we talk about precious minerals, for instance, gold, oil, whatever, you realize that usually, and in very most cases, treasures, valuable treasures, do not just hang on the surface of the earth. You've got to dig. 
got to dig deep to reach to treasures. The same applies with God. Who is the greatest treasure you can ever go after? If you want to have a relationship with God, with Jesus Christ, you have to dig. You have to seek for it. You have to go after it. If you seek after wrong things, they will defile you. And that is why in your seeking, you need to go a step further with the determination not only to seek, but to seek with diligence. Listen to me carefully. If you seek after the wrong things, they will defile you. And what defiles you will ultimately destroy you. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 31. Leviticus 19, 31. Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defiled by them. I am your God. Today, the spiritual atmosphere is so polluted with all kinds of spiritists and occultists. And if you are not careful in seeking for God, if you don't do it diligently, you might be led astray. And if you are the kind of person whose concept of God is one who just supplies our needs without making any demands on us, beloved, you might find something that looks like God, but in reality is a lie of the devil couched in the image of God. We must see God. God desires for us to seek him. But we cannot just seek like a desikam man. We need to seek him diligently, aggressively, consistently, consistently. And when we seek him, we seek him for himself. We don't seek him just because we had or read something about that God is going to do this for us and you see, when you know him, what he has flows to you without any struggle. But if you take that which has not been given to you, you stand the chance of losing it. This is clearly revealed to us in scripture. Let me turn to Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter number 4, the verse number 29. It says this, But from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him, and you will find him. If you seek him with all of your heart and with all your soul. I want to take it again. So you may be having a relationship with God. And God may be expecting you at this time that you've been a Christian for two years, three years, four years. To grow in the faith. You are simply not growing. And all you are doing is just complaining about what God has not done. And God is saying all the time, I want a deeper relationship with you. And you say, how can I have that deeper relationship? You seek for it. Because it's precious. You seek for it. God has given us his word. So that we, it, it, it's not something that you are going to do a guesswork about who God is. And how he wants you to relate to him. Or how he wants us to relate to him. The Holy Spirit, the indwelling Holy Spirit, the Spirit who is not hanging around us but indwells us. He points us to Christ who is the exact image of God. And I tell you what, don't waste your time on those who don't believe what you believe. There will always be someone who doesn't believe what you believe. And that's not your business. It is their problem. Love them. If they are willing to hear you, Share the truth with them. But don't make it your business. Arguing, uh, it won't change nothing. 
You hearing me? If you look at Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 8, verses 32 to 35, there is a very interesting story there. I'm saying we are to seek God and we are to seek Him diligently. The Word will direct us to Him. His Spirit will lead us to Him. Now, this is what He says. Let me begin from verse, verse number 26. Now, an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian Enoch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, or Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. On his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit of Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. And Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading, Philip asked? How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me? So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. The eunuch was reading this passage of scripture. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before the sharer is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me please, who is the prophet talking about? Himself or someone else? Now notice what happens here. The man was seeking God. And he was seeking God diligently. And he was not satisfied to read the Bible like a storybook. He realized that there was some hidden truths in what he was reading. And he did not have the revelation because he did not have the spirit of God. The one who inspired the writing of the book. So he asked Philip, full of the Holy Spirit, inspired by the same Holy Spirit who inspired the writing of the scriptures. And he asked Philip, who is the prophet that I'm reading talking about? Verse 35 says, then Philip began that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. And told him the good news about Jesus. What is this saying to us? I want you to know this. That because the Ethiopian Enoch was seeking to know God, the Holy Spirit took Philip to the desert side to meet him. And I want you to keep this in mind. What was he doing when Philip came along? He was reading the scriptures. He was reading the scriptures. If you want to know God, you begin by prayerfully reading the scriptures. You don't run to a prophet. <laughs> you see, I see something interesting. In the Old Testament, when a prophet is coming, people run and hide. People run. The same Old Testament that most of today's prophets in quotes. There are good prophets out there. I mean, that's not what I'm talking about. But they cannot change the scripture. And you cannot begin to know God by running to them. It is teaching. It is teaching. Prayerfully meditating on the word of God. That should be your primary focus. Here Philip came. And Philip did not prophesy to him. But Philip taught him. Explained to him the meaning of the scripture. And that is a way to know God. You study the Bible. You don't just read it. You seek the Holy Spirit's help in order to understand what you are reading. 
What am I saying? I'm saying that mere reading, just reading the Bible, doesn't give you understanding of its truth. It takes more than reading. It takes enlightenment from the Holy Spirit who inspired the writing of the Holy Scriptures to fully understand and interpret the Scriptures. That's why somebody is not a Christian and he's trying to arrogate to himself. Arrogate to himself. That's arrogance. Arrogate to himself the right to interpret my God and my Bible. I don't even give him a chance. My ears immediately are blocked. You don't have what it takes to to understand and interpret the Bible if you don't have the Holy Spirit. All you can do is to look for scriptures that will support your petty ideas and dogmas and try to push it down the throat of the ignorant. For those of us who know him by word and spirit, and that's why I'm calling you every brethren under the sound of my voice, that you will know him by word, by works, and by his spirit. Or if you like, by word, by works, through his spirit. Don't just look for the performances of God, the works of God. I mean, and I want God. It's all good. It's not a crime. It's not sin. But you see, if you go only after works, when trials come, when your needs are delayed, your faith will not stand. You are listening to the Bible platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. This and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM. And your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continued. Let me take another scripture. Let me take another scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 18 to 25. 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, 18 to 25. Here he says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God, that the message of the cross. Now, people think, this is crazy. How can God take on flesh and die on a cross? And some say he didn't die. God just took him to heaven. He escaped. Well, you cannot rewrite history. And I dare point you to his tomb. It's still empty. You cannot rubbish the, the testimony of people who lived with him and walked with him before your great, 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 great grandfathers and grandmother and even maybe somebody you believe in was born to deny him. The truth of the matter is this. The message of the cross, according to 1 Corinthians 18 to 25, is Foolishness to those who are perishing. That's one side of the line. Those who are perishing. It's foolish. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. To those of us who are being saved. The same thing they say is foolishness. We see in the same thing the power of God. Are you getting me? So my people say in Ghana, Soloboni China, China in our Soloboni China. In our sickly. <laughs> they say when a cow is looking at sugar, he sees it in a different color than you, a human being, will see it. That's a proverb in my local language. 
So don't let them give you their eyes. Look at God from your own eyes, through your own eyes, from your own perspective. And come to that place of knowing God beyond any human being or any spirit's definition. Scripture says, for I know him whom I believed. I know him whom I believed. Now let me continue with that scripture. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For us it is written, and you check out um, Luke chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, from the first verse, first verse, and Matthew chapter 4, from the first verse, the temptation of Jesus Christ in both scriptures. And you realize that in confronting the devil, Jesus did not prophesy. I'm saying prophecy is good, it's okay, but it has its place. But to place it before the study of the word of God for yourself is to put the cart before the horse. You can't be a strong Christian by waking up every day waiting for somebody to tell you whether to eat or to fast or whether to go or to sleep. You, you can't live your life like that. For the Bible says that for the just shall live by faith. You get me? For the just shall live by faith. That is what the Bible says. So I'm here to tell you that when you as a Christian seek God, don't just seek him, but seek him diligently and don't give up on him because he is faithful who has promised and he will. Glory to God. Glory to God. So scripture says, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. And that time is coming. And we are already seeing manifestations of the wisdom of the wise being destroyed by God. Now, if you look at what is happening all around us, you cannot convince me that you don't see that something is simply not right with the chemistry of the life that we are living. It's like everything is going backwards. The more we advance technologically, the more humanly insensitive we become. So we see men who are so respected in community, and men who have made it and have so much wealth, and we think that they should have ideal families. Some of them publicly coming out and telling us that they no longer believe in the sanctity of marriage. God have mercy on us. God have mercy. And like I said the other day, I mean, a whole Christian, a gospel singer. If you are a gospel singer, you are a preacher in your own rap. And people are looking at you as light. So be careful how you talk. Whole gospel singer coming out and saying it's okay to cheat in your marriage. If you are a Christian, don't be surprised. Look, it is possible, it is possible for you to be sick, but you don't live with the mentality that you, you are welcoming sickness. Even that's not really a good example for me to use. Scripturally speaking, cheating in your marriage is sin. Is it is an abomination before God? Well, we are flesh and blood. Wait a minute. Because of that, Jesus died and he gave us his spirit. So we don't just sing as if it's all about entertaining people. But we inspire people to live for God because God has given us the ability and the capability to be able to live the life that he's calling us to live. Holiness unto the Lord. Cheat on your, on your, on your spouse. You are hurting God. You are living a lie. The devil can pick you out any moment. You are weak and you are sick. And you need 
to cry out to God. He said the righteous may fall seven times. He will rise again. Don't lie down on the ground there in your filth and in your vomit and in your sin and make excuses. Get up and get out. And may the Lord help us. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. The worldly prudent person. Those who think they are smart and they calculate things and they, they are those who know. <laughs> God says, wait a minute, I will bring their understanding to nothing. Then he has the question, where is the wise? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? God has made the wisdom of this world foolish. They bring us solutions and the solutions create more problems. The solutions create more problems than the problem itself. We advance in science, in technology, and we become more inhumane, more evil, and more wicked, and we applaud what we should frown on. We call right what is wrong. Our wisdom is distorted and has become dysfunctional. The scripture says, reading 1 Corinthians 1, 18, 25, the scripture says, For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. The message I'm preaching may sound foolish to one million people, but in the midst of that, one soul may be saved. <laughs> and that's, that's, that should amaze you that in spite of your higher knowledge, so-called higher knowledge that you acquire from the court and the occult world that gives you sleepless nights. You have all these titles and accolades in the court and that morally you are, you are becoming depraved every day. You don't ask yourself, where am I going? You need to ask yourself a question. If really what I am supposed to be advancing in spiritually is drawing me closer to God, why am I becoming worse in terms of moral behavior. I'm only suggesting it would be nice to ask God why. Because the more you draw closer to the light, you see yourself as you are and you yield and you become one with the light and you become a child of light. A child of light cannot manifest darkness. It's impossible. Bible says it. And I want to say that falling, falling into sin is not the same as living in sin. That's why I'm urging you that if you are falling, Get up and get going. It is not the end of the world. Stop making excuses. God is waiting for you. Get up. Verse 23. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. So we talk about Jews. We are talking about religious people. They always want a sign. And Greeks, academics, what do they want? They seek after wisdom. The academics want you to prove to them. <laughs> Logic. They want logic to be able to take a stand. If what you are telling them cannot be analyzed in terms of their logic and logistics, they cannot accept it. Unfortunately, unfortunately, God is not subject to human analysis because he's God. Period. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ. Hallelujah. Which Christ do we preach? But we preach Christ crucified. Tell anyone wasting his breath and trying to propagate hell's lie 
that Jesus did not die, that the cross is what makes all the difference. Jesus Christ died and he rose again. And people who knew him saw him and testified. They wrote it down, what they saw. Peter, who denied him, I did not know him. I mean, when he saw him in resurrection power, Peter was, who was hiding from? Just a maid, a little girl. He didn't want the little girl to know that he, he knew Jesus. When he saw him in resurrection power, he boldly declared before over 3,000 people that, guys, I know him. He declared, I know him. I, I have walked with him. I have sought him. I had denied him. But I'm here to tell you, I know him. I have seen him. He died. He rose from the dead. And I saw him ascending to heaven. That day, 3,000 people gave their life to Jesus Christ. Where did you come from? And say, Jesus Christ, he did not die. What sleep and slumber. Saints of God, it is time to rise up from our slumber. Seek God. Seek truth. So that you can help somebody. So the scripture says, we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews, this message of Christ crucified is a stumbling block. To the religious people. You, you, you just open your eyes wide and listen carefully to what, what is being peddled around. To the religious people, it is a stumbling block. And to the Greeks, the educated, in quotes, book long, who reject Christ, it is foolishness. Verse 24 says, but to those who are called me and you, dear believer, but to those who are called both Jews and Greeks. So even within their midst, God is still calling and that's how we came to where we are today. But to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. 25. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. So what are we seeing here? We see immediately that there is a huge gap between human understanding and divine revelation. So many of the things the Bible asks us to do doesn't make sense. You get that? It doesn't make sense. I'll come your way again next week and I'm going to continue with this message. But meanwhile, I'm your friend Pastor Hansen Metal saying, seek God, seek him diligently and you will find him. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. I'm out of here for now. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Bible Platform. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Your